Hey guys, welcome to yet another episode of Sexy Real Estate Recruiting Podcast. This is a very special episode because this is just like we said, just like we said last time, this is going to be a week of business planning. And so, you know, Matt and I talk about all these different topics. And and for those of you who don't know who Matt is, you know, you'll hear him in a second. But (laughs) if this is your first time tuning in, that is. Um, But it's going to be the first time that we do a series for a week long where we actually talk about one specific topic topic the entire week. And what I would love um, is um, if, if you like this format at the end of the week, you know, go, go to prospectboomerang.com, you know, create a free account and, and sign up for that group and tell us, say, yes, I, I absolutely love that. That was perfect. And, and maybe that, you know, w- we throw that into the format of the show going, going forward a little bit. So, um, Without further ado, Matt, how you how you doing? You're not in Florida. Where are you, man? I'm not in Florida. I'm I'm actually in a, I'm actually in Nashville, Tennessee, with uh with uh with my family. And uh, you know, it's uh it's cold here, right? You and I have been talking about all the sunshine and everything that we've been doing. It, dude, it is cold here tonight. It's supposed to be like 18 or something like that. <laughs> oh so, no. Yeah, yeah. So I and, I and and this is only this is a family friendly podcast, so I can't tell you all the examples of how cold I would say that it is. But uh, <laughs> but yeah. Uh, when is this family friendly? <laughs> we're always family friendly, baby. We want we there's generations of people in real estate you want the whole family to be like you couldn't curse or something i was like you're definitely gonna say some sort of curse word today matt you always i'm positive i will ben you're you're absolutely right right (laughs) but uh so so let's say it like this it's cold as a brass toilet seat in the yukon how about that that's (laughs) uh (laughs) there's some other ones that i had that you know we'll leave out for family reasons yeah uh, i'm cool with that i'm cool with that yeah, no for pun intended. Kids, for, for all the kids that listen to our real estate recruiting. <laughs> <laughs> that's right. Hey, you never know who's going to grow up and be that next boss of a recruiter and the next generation of family that's running real estate, baby. You are exactly right, Matt. So uh, so talk to us. This is day one of five, you yep. know, end of the year business planning. Talk to yep. me about what we're talking about today, and then we'll get into it. And, and Ben, you and I have talked about this, right? So business planning is not just year end, right? And you, you said oh, that yeah, because that's, that's what we'll be- I'm trying to right. reel these people in, Matt. Right, I've set the hook. I'm just reeling them in, dude. Come on. I know. As the ambassador flow, I know that's your job to reel them in and everything. But but business planning has got to be year round, guys. You got to be paying attention to it all year. If uh, if you don't have something in place, that's what Ben was talking about. If you haven't listened to some of our other podcasts, go back and listen to them. Because uh, because we need to make sure that that you know why we're doing it timing wise. But listen to the other podcast about business planning because this is just gonna it's gonna dovetail into some of those. We're gonna reference some other things over the next five days. And uh, the the key thing here is we just want you guys to be able to win. We want you to have a plan that's gonna allow you to win. We want to take it to the next step. So that's why today we're starting off with know your numbers, right, Ben? Yeah, and we want to be part of that win, right, Matt? Absolutely, always, brother. We said always. That. we've said that before, I think. I know we say it so many times. We gotta mean it. We gotta mean it. Right? Exactly. Uh, so awesome, guys! Before we dive into this, you you know the routine. Make sure wherever you are, um, you follow the podcast. Um, hit that button if you're watching this on YouTube. Hit that subscribe button if you haven't created a free account at prospectboomerang.com yet. Please go and do that. Just hit the sign up button. As soon as you do that, over on the left, um, you know so, some magical things are gonna pop up, and you'll be able. to <laughs> Join our groups. They're absolutely free um, where we dive into these topics and answer your questions, get to know you, and hopefully let you guys get to know us a little bit better as well. So um, 
without further ado, let's let's get into this. You guys like that? Hey, don't like that sound effect, right? We don't have some some uh, some upscale sound effect thing. So when Ben says something, when the ambassador of flow says something, I got to chime in with whatever sound effect I have. And then when I say something, he's got to you know hit the gong or whatever it is, right? So that's our sound. <laughs> All right. So, so first and foremost, right. Yeah. Let's talk about what numbers to collect. Okay. And so there's going to be two main places that we're going to collect numbers from, right? One is where we're currently at and one is where we're projected to go. Okay. So this can break down into a bunch of different categories and something we're going to do all week. We want this to be really actionable. Okay. We want people to be able to, to write some stuff down, to think some things through and to not get overwhelmed. So for us, the key thing here is we're going to go through some stuff, Don't try to take notes, go back and listen to podcasts a couple of times if you need to reach out to us. We're happy to help if we can, if we can help out. The key thing here is to just, you know, slow down just a little bit, take the pieces and parts that you absolutely need to uh, absolutely need to have and run with those. Okay. So don't get overwhelmed. All right. Yeah. So, exactly. so that's why we're keeping it kind of we're, we're going to try to keep this as as, as simple and as possible. And, and I'll, I'll hit on that through all the all the podcasts as we uh, as we do. OK, yep. so current and projected. Right. The current stuff is, you know, how many agents do you have? Right. Your agent tenure. This is this is a big one. OK. A lot of people overlook this one. How long are you able to, on average, keep agents? That's that's a big thing. You need to know how long an agent that you hire is actually staying with your broker compared to other brokerages, right? If you're the worst out of everybody in your market, there's something going on with your retention. There's something that you need to take a look at. Yeah, your cult something going on with your culture. Yeah. Yep, absolutely, hundred percent, Ben. So, and uh, but if it's longer than everybody else, right? That's good news. You got to be able to trumpet that, and you got to be able to talk about why it's why it's it's longer than everybody else. You need to understand that. You need to be able to have a conversation of, hey, look, this is why this is why I'm winning. But the, the key thing on that is if you're struggling with adding new recruits and you're keeping people longer, that probably means you don't have a really good plan in place because you should be you should be having some some uh, very aggregated results if you're able to keep people longer. But for some reason, you're not growing at the pace that you need to. Right. So that's why we got to track those. That's why we got to track those things. Uh, you know, average company dollar per agent annualized. I personally think that that you need to know that period, right? So that's yeah. that's something that uh, you know I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna say this kind of brash, right? I don't mean it exactly like this, so just bear with me. But you know, how much is the agent worth to you, right? And and guys, I'm not saying you know that they're just a dollar bill and all that kind of stuff. Please understand that is absolutely not what I'm not what I'm saying. But you de- do need to know what that cost is per person so that you can keep an eye on from a company dollar perspective how much you're bringing in because that tells you how many you have to know that tells you what's going to happen with your profitability all of that right yep so uh so you also need to know you know uh you know resources uh resources spent right and we're going to talk about this one a little bit later in the week we're not going to dive into that one at all today but we're going to we're going to talk about resources spent later in the week so everybody needs to tune in with that with that episode it's cost i think that episode is going to be called cost versus revenue okay oh uh, but uh but uh agent production right are they do you have a bunch of listing agents a bunch of sales agents is there a balance between the two of those are you losing all your your agents that are sales agents and how come are you not able to keep listing agents that tells you something about the health of your organization and who you need to recruit to that's why we have to look at our current numbers, right? Yep. 
And, and what is your company missing? This is a big one too, okay? Is your company missing like property management as an example? Are they missing like uh, luxury sales, first-time buyers, things along that line? Uh, you know, those things all make a difference on who you need to, who you need to recruit. There's some brokers that we talk to that are doing really well in certain areas, but if they just leveled up in a couple of other places, really hyper-specific places, their profitability would go through that would go through the roof. So taking a look at your current numbers is going to, is going to help you understand that. Right. Yep. And then, uh, you know, your connection to appointment, your appointment to interview, right. Uh, and then your uh, interview to hire ratio, right? So appointment to uh, appointment to interview. This is a this is a this is a big one, right? A lot of people don't realize that they miss their recruiting op- opportunities in the appointment to interview because they think they've made the connection with the people, they talk to the people, the people have agreed to to come into the interview, and then the people either don't show up. Or when they show up, they're not impressed with what happens in the interview. You did all that hard work to get them into the to the chair to be able to talk to them. You need to make sure that your appointment process is a solid appointment process and how it dovetails into the interview process, right? Yes. And then there and then there's you know there's more, right? But we're just going to take a, a closer look at some of these and how they could be a game changers for brokerages. But before we do uh before we do that, let's let's talk for just a second about the uh, about the projected projected yeah. numbers, right? Yeah. So, so, so I have, I have a quick question here, right? Yeah, so yeah. we just went through, you know, a lot of examples there of, um, you know, the, the, the current things that you need to track. And of course, you know, just like you said, we're going into the projected. Right. We talked at the beginning of this about how this, we should be take, talking about this stuff and, and, and keeping track of it all year round. Right. Is it, is it different? Like, should, should you look at your current numbers more often than your projections? the same amount or, or vice versa? Yeah. Great question. Uh, so, uh, and I'm glad you asked it. So, so that depends on your business cycle. Okay. Where you are and what phase of your business cycle. Okay. And we actually, uh, we're actually going to talk a little bit about it, a little bit about some of this today, but a lot about this in another one of the, the podcasts this week. Okay. Gotcha. Hey guys, this podcast is powered by Prospect Boomerang. We all know broker owners struggle with profitability. Prospect Boomerang compounds your profits by recruiting the best agents to your brokerage. For consistent growth, visit prospectboomerang.com. Where you are in your business cycle, right? Because some people need to be really focused on growth. Some people just need to add some agents. Some people just need to get some new folks in the door, get them up and running, get them. And other people really need to, in, in certain areas of their market, they really need to focus in on a specific piece. It might take them six months to get the one or two people that they need, but those two people are going to shift what's going on in their in their market. So, so that means... How are you paying attention to those numbers, right? Don't beat you. If you're, if you're the office that only needs those two people every now over a six month period, don't beat yourself up in comparisons with everything else that's going on in the market. Like somebody else that really needs to be looking at their appointment to interview ratios or their appointment to hire ratios on a weekly basis to make sure that they're on track. Yeah. Makes sense. Okay. So, uh, but, but fantastic question. I'm sure a bunch of people were asking, we're thinking that, right? Cause different people are in different places with their, with where they are with their business cycle for sure. Yeah. So, uh, so as far as projected, right. So we want to pick two of the above current stats and work on to and dividing those into certain categories for people that we're going to be looking at. Okay. Yep. So, so uh, as an example, right. Is your, <clears throat> is your total agent population? Is that the issue? And, and do you need more? people or do you need less there, there's a big part of recruiting that is uh that is understanding that you don't necessarily need to go hire more people you might actually be at the same exact place in that hire and your productivity can double 
depending on who it is that you depending on who it is that you hire. Yep. Yep. And, Absolutely. and, and so, so that's part of what you have to, in order to look at what you're projecting to do, you need to take a current look at your current look at your numbers, right? Because we talked to some brokers and, and they've got, you know, 40% of the roster, 50% of the roster that's at a zero, right? Or yeah. one transaction per year. My gosh, that's a drain on resources. That's a drain on a lot of things. And I know that some people are like, well, I'd rather have that one transaction than no transactions. Okay, rock on. However, <laughs> trying to say this nicely, Ben started laughing. Y'all can't see his face. Ben knows how I feel about that. So if, if you're a broker and you're actually there to, to help the community that you're in, you can't have an agent that's doing one transaction a year and helping the community that you're in. I just don't yeah. think that, I just don't think that's the case. Okay. Yeah, so, uh, so, uh, but you know, if that's your business model, uh, rock on, but, but that goes back into how many people do we need to hire and the way that we understand how many we need to hire, which is your projected numbers is going back and looking at how productive the people are that we're actually, that we actually have in our office already. Right. Yeah. So is your, uh, so where's your annual revenue at? Right. So if you're looking at your projected numbers, are you matching your annual revenue? Is your annual revenue, uh, as an example, is it higher than it was last year, but your profitability is down? If that's the case, you need to project into next year's numbers what is going to make a difference in those numbers. OK, so if what you hired last year was was all experienced agents and you hired them at, at a, a level that isn't financially beneficial for you, or if you hired all new agents but had to hire a trainer in order to get them up to speed, all of those things are going to factor in. Is your, is your revenue per agent as high as it needs to be? Is it too low? And what are you projecting to do with that? What do you want to do with that going forward, right? Uh, what about your listing count, right? Where's your listing count compared to your average uh, average number of sales side, right? Are you are you currently at a 50-50? You do 50% of your business with listings and 50% of your business with uh, with buyers. Do you want to get it to a different place because your company delivers on the listing side better? Or, or are you somebody that's really good at the sales side and you know how to help people convert? And you really, you know, you're great at, you know, doing the things that you need to do to get agents, you know, more productive on the buyer side of things. What is it that you're good at that you help out with that you can make agents more productive and increase their revenue? And do you need more of those agents? So that's what, that's what number you project forward. What is it that I can do that I can do a better job at? It's going to make a big difference bottom line with, with what I'm trying to accomplish. Right. Yep. And uh, things like, do you have a property manager in place? Right. So let, let's, let's uh, stick on this for a second. Cause earlier I said, I would, I would dig into this a little bit. So, if, if you're a small broker and you don't have a property management division, yep. maybe the way to approach this would be to go out and find a property manager. Because I'm, I'm positive that every brokerage has a need for property management. Okay. So because your agents in the office, if, even if they're really small, you know, so different states and different markets handle property management differently. Okay. So understand your, understand your market and don't just hire somebody and tell them, go get them tiger. Okay. That's not what I'm saying. There's too much liability in property management to do that. But if you're a broker and you don't have a solid property management business, a big portion of your expenses should be, should be paid by property management period. Okay. So if you're a small broker, maybe you can bring somebody on and treat them as a team member to begin with. Okay. If, if you're, especially if you're a competing broker, most brokers that are in a small brokerage are competing, right? right. So, so bring them on as somebody that is a, uh, that's part of your team. That's going to help, 
uh, generate opportunity. Make it really extremely productive for the agents in your office to leverage that property management person that's on your quote unquote team that you're keeping close and under your wing in order to get the business up and running the way that it's supposed to be. So, so let me put this out there and I, and I never, I almost never say things this finite, right? Because every real estate's all different, right? It's different for everybody in, in every way. There's just, we try to focus on the fundamentally, the things are fundamentally the same, but I'm, so I'm usually not disappointed about this kind of stuff, but if you're a small brokerage, and you do not have property management, you need to stop doing all those rest of the stuff that you're doing with whatever it is. And you need to get property management in place. That's my, that's my opinion. Period. Wow. Absolutely. hundred percent. That needs to be the first thing on your, on your list. Okay. So, uh, so, but so dig into that. If, so let's say that you're a, a large company. Okay. Let's go to the opposite end of the spectrum. Okay. Right. And, and you have people that are property and you have people that are property managers already. You've already got a, br- a bunch of them. Now, maybe it's time to go to your teams and say, hey, Mr. Team Leader, do you have, a, so you've got 10, 15, 20 top teams. Do you have property management on your team already? And now talk to them about going out and putting property managers on their team, which is going to help their production. Because a lot of times what happens is if a team doesn't have property management in place, they don't have a strong resource for property management. The, the people that are landlords, when the market shifts and they decide that they want to liquidate and, and, and take their cash out and everything, if the team hasn't really well communicated, hey, we can handle that for you, that person goes out and starts talking to somebody else. And the next thing you know, that listing that they should have gotten, they don't get. That yeah. tenant moves out and they don't and they end up not getting that tenant sale, too, because, you know, they were just disassociated with that. So if you're a team leader excuse me, if you're a, a company owner, you need to talk to your team leaders and make sure that they all have some type of property management option. Even if it's just them educating the people on their team, which property manager in your company to use, have a script for them of how they make sure that that happens when they sit down at listing appointments. Because there's a lot of times they'll sit down at listing appointments and team leaders will say things like, you know, I don't handle property, uh, you know, I don't handle property management, but I can get you connected with somebody in the back of the seller's head, the seller's going, I already got somebody. I already know somebody. I've already handled somebody. Somebody else has given me that referral. And the next thing you know, they lose that piece of business because they didn't have a great conversation, uh, dialogue uh, or script for them to be able to say something more along the line of, yes, we can absolutely help out with property management. And the key thing here is, you know, I work very closely with the property managers to ensure that when the market shifts, if you do want to liquidate, we position you the best in the market for that. Have some kind of smart thing that you can say so that it keeps that it keeps that relationship that you've worked hard to build to keep it close to you and help your team leaders do that. Yeah. As as the ambassador of flow, um, you know, maybe, maybe we could even do a week long thing on on property management. Right. We could. It sounds like there's so much going on there. Right, um, there is. You know, let's let let's 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 stay on task of you know, tracking, tra- tracking those numbers. Um, and, you know, I would say, you know, I would ask you just out of curiosity, cause you're talking about that, you know, of, of our coaching clients, do the majority of them, uh, do you have that conversation or do the more, majority of them already have property management um, already kind of set up? Yeah. So that's why, we, so our recruiting assessment, I, I know we give it away for free, mm-hmm. but, uh, but our recruiting assessment's a really big deal. Okay. Right. And, and, and the reason why is because it allows, you know, we just onboarded somebody, uh, 
uh, beginning of last week, I think it was, that, that had filled out a recruiting assessment. And uh, and so, you know, I went back and forth, you know, I dug into the recruiting assessment to kind of see where everything was. And, and uh, you know, I sent him some things, uh, you know, back over and said, hey, this is what I think we're going to work on. Mm-hmm. And, he, and, and they were blown away by what we were able to discern from the conversation or what we were, the direction we were able to go in the conversation from what I was able to discern from the recruiting assessment. So that's the long story. Here's the short story. If whenever I do the recruiting assessment, if I see something pops up that is an opportunity like property management, as we're going through our conversations, absolutely, that's what I tell them to absolutely. That's what I tell them to do. But like I said, from market to market. So, so here's a great example. Uh, we, and, and we talk about this, you know, in some markets, the, the, uh, how much money someone makes when they turn a tenant over to a property is substantially different. Some markets split the first month's rent as an example. Other markets give 50 or hundred bucks because things, because things move so quickly. Right. So that makes all the difference in the world in that profitability, you know, so, so if somebody is in one of those lesser payout markets and the person wants to be a part-time property manager, they might not be from a company dollar perspective as good of a person to hire as someone that's in another one. Right. So all of those things factor in. That's why, you know, like I said, just a second ago, I typically don't roll my sleeves up and say, Hey, you better do this right now. Like I just did with, with property managers, because things can be different from market to market. But, but in that situation, absolutely having somebody is, is a must. And in most situations, yes, we talk about it and, uh, and have a conversation early on, but certainly through the course of our coaching, it comes up because I'm all about growth and profitability. How can you not have that conversation about property managers? Yeah, of course. Of course, during the course of the conversation, right? Yeah, I know in Florida, if you bring a renter to a, 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 a rental property, it's like a high five. You get like a high five. <laughs> From some of the agents. And it's a virtual high five. Yeah. <laughs> it's not even, it's not, right? They're like, yeah, okay, thanks. I was going to get them anyways, how they look at it. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Uh, awesome. So so we've talked about current. We've talked about projected. Um, you know, well, what should they focus? So, so instead of, um, instead of summarizing, um, you know, at the end, let's talk a little bit, cause I want to leave them with the action. Right. Agreed. Right. Yep. Uh, let's talk about the action steps that, that all the listeners can take today. Um, so that when they show up tomorrow and listen to tomorrow's podcast, they have something on paper that they can add to tomorrow. Perfect. Pick two of these. That's what I would do. I would pick two from the current and two from the projected. I would hope that they would in some way, shape or form kind of match up for lack of a better way of putting it Mm -hmm. right. That they would work a little bit hand in hand, but pick two of those and really dig into those numbers and see if there's, and see if there's opportunity in those numbers. Yeah. So as an example, right. So let's say the average production, uh, whether it was more listing or more sales, let's say that's one that you really wanted to dig into. And so you go back and look and you look at the total sales that you had and the total, uh, and then you break it down into total listings and total buyer side. And you're already a little bit ahead of what's going on in the market. And you think the market is going to stay stable. I would move away from that. And I would go into, uh, you know, what is your company missing? Is it property management or something like that? So I would go through and look at them. And then I'd pick two that I wanted to be hyper-focused on, both on what's currently going on and then what matches that with what numbers are going forward. Right. So if I'm missing property management, okay, and this isn't a property management podcast, but, but let's say I'm missing property management, right. Then I'm going to go down and look at the, uh, at the, 
uh, at the agents that I want to hire that have a certain number of properties in property management already. And, and what is their relationship with these property managers? Right. So, so part of that is going to be, you know, am I going to target, am I going to target agents in a, in a, uh, in a company that, uh, that all of the property management was brought in by the, by the company. Okay. So as an example, Right. So in a specific location, like sometimes in resort areas, you know, there's somebody has a, a kiosk or an office that's inside the resort area. And so a lot of, you know, a lot of rentals walk in the front door there. Maybe that's not really all about the agent at that point. Maybe that's more about the company and the location. So if I go in and try to target agents in there that I want to try to recruit, maybe I'm not going to be as successful recruiting because they have an easy time generating new business. And two, the business that they're that they're uh, that's walking in the front door, they're not going to be able to, uh, they're not going to be able to convert it to your brokerage because your brokerage doesn't have that same type of leverage as far as location goes. Yeah. So those are the things that I would those are the things that I would take a close look at is, uh, what is it that I want to try to target? And does it match who I want to go after and what would happen revenue wise? I think if people go through this list, which this is not an exhaustive list, we kept this short yep, for, right. for a reason. And if they go through those things, though, they're going to be able to point out a few things and they're going to go, okay, I really want some luxury agents and I really want those luxury agents to be listing agents. What is it that I can do? that's going to help me get, bring those agents in. And over the next few days, that's what we're going to be talking about. We're going to dig into how they can, how they can make that happen. Right. Yeah. The, uh, the other thing that I would, the other thing that I would say is, uh, is, you know, determine who you can review these numbers with. That's a yeah. big part of this. Okay. So if you currently have a, if you currently have a property manager, you want to review those numbers with uh, the property manager that's in your office, right? Talk to them, get, you know, average rents and all that kind of stuff. Focus on somebody that you can have those those conversations with because it's going to build in some accountability that's going to help keep you on track and make sure you're reporting those numbers on a, on a regular basis, right? Yep. And then lean into your desired results, right? So the market's going to change. The cool thing is if you're keeping up with these things, as the market changes, you're going to be able to stay ahead of it. And when you can stay ahead of it and have conversations with agents that you're recruiting to about what's coming in the market instead of what's happened to you in the market, Agents look at you as a leader that they want to be around, which makes recruiting that much easier. Yep, I like it. Awesome, guys. Well, if you're listening to this on iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, Deezer, any of those platforms, make sure that you hit that follow button. If you're watching this on YouTube, make sure you hit that red subscribe button, that bell right beside of it, so you get notified every single time we drop a new episode. If you want to join um, our free real estate mastermind group or see the podcast, um, in its entirety of audio, video, everywhere, you go to prospectboomerang.com. Um, if you click on podcast, you're also going to see a box there that says join our free VIP list where you can get free monthly recruiting tips, tricks, and hacks sent right to your inbox. Um, we, we do all these things, and, and you know, I, I steal Matt away from Nashville for <laughs> one reason and one reason alone. Why is that, Matt? Because we love recruiting. Oh, wait a minute. No. It's because we want to be part of their win and we love recruiting. Yes. Two, we do this for two things and that's <laughs> two things only. <laughs> yeah, we can't say we don't love recruiting. So oh, yeah. um, two things and two things alone. <laughs> All that's right, fine. guys. See ya. <laughs>